Sí. Yeah. Oh, he, he, he look good on this. He, he look good on this episode here, man. He always got blue shirt on, man. You know, man. Listen, guys, ladies and gents, boys and girls, welcome to the Basement Friday, the greatest podcast of all time. And yes, Aaron told me to say all. He said put all time on it because if I don't say all time, he said it's gonna be something. Something wrong with the payments on my end, so that's why I say old time. Otherwise, but it's George Trudy, it's Uncle Slim, and Mr. Funk Daly Jones back in the house with another episode. And it's with your boy, com- yeah. Uh oh, now what you got in your cup? What you got in the cup? Yeah, now I'm just saying, y'all, it's having to y'all. Hey, hey, hey. Gotta relax and enjoy myself on this show. <laughs> no problem. It's your boy Aaron Fornicetti, and we back again for another episode of Basement Friday. Each and every Friday, we come to you with the hottest podcast on DMV. Listen to us on all streaming services, whether it's Apple Podcasts, whether it's on Spotify, what they got, Spreaker. They got everything, of course, everywhere. Of course, we got to give a shout out to our home team, Anchor FM, for hosting us, for allowing us to make this happen. And also to YouTube, where you can see us all on YouTube. Look at us. The Durads, come hang with your boys every Friday. But we're going to get to our five-minute rant. Fungadella Jones, what you got for us? Wow. Uh, I had to throw away my velvet do-rag. That's why I got this shiny do-rag on. I had to throw away my velvet do-rag. It was from a black-owned company, but long story short on that one, uh, I put oil sheen in it one time to lay my lay my, my waves down and stuff. But uh, apparently I didn't wash it down a couple of times, but it seemed like the oil sheen never came out. So it got on my pillows, it got on my clothes. Had to get rid of it. <laughs> I didn't want to see it go, but I had to get rid of it. So it hey, is what it is, though. Hey, man. Sometimes we lose the things that matter to most to us. And in this case, it's our do-rags. I had one split right in the middle through the scenes, and it was one of my favorite do-rags. So it's so hard to say goodbye, but once you get another pack, you bounce right back. Got to keep the hair wrapped, man. Five. Hey, look, yeah. I'm not a rapper. I'm not a rapper. Damn mean around. Here, rap. <laughs> right. Okay, yeah, so so speaking of rap, new new single, new, uh-uh. new album nope. coming. I got nothing, right? I got yeah, nothing. Now, corner set. Nope, nope. Coming out in October. It's already <laughs> mixed and mastered. Don't let lie to you. Don't lie to you people. Don't uh-uh. lie to you people, man. man nah, not me. Not me. Hey man, watch out, Drake. I ain't say that. I ain't said this. This the guy, you know, with the wordplay. This man put out a poetry book. Now you gotta watch out for a poetry album. This man speaking poetry all over the place, man. Look, if anybody's coming out with album, it's this guy right here on the other side of the camera, Funkadelic Jones, making it happen. Friday. It's not just for the podcast. Friday. Is when albums drop. Stay tuned. <laughs>
Right quick, man. <laughs> oh, all right. All right, but I had to get up and stretch for a little bit. Anyway, speaking of good music, we got going on here. It seems like Brother Aaron's favorite artist, Mr. Kanye West. Brother Aaron, how do you feel about Mr. Kanye West? Okay, so Kanye never releases his albums out on time. Uh, I, I just don't know what the deal is, you know? It, it's like Christmas. Mm-hmm. Everybody expects it to be on the 25th, and then it ends up on March 3rd. <laughs> it's like, when are you going to drop us? When are you going to give us the prog- the presents? See, I almost said problem, and that's a Freud or slip. Because it is a problem. Drop the album one time. We've been mm-hmm. waiting. But he finally, after three shows, three listening events, he dropped the album. And then all of a sudden, Drake on ESPN announced that he was dropping his album Certified Lover Boy on September 3rd. Today. 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 Today is the third. Oh man. Mm-hmm. So September 3rd. Let me ask you this. Go ahead. With you today. So let me ask you this though. You know, are you going are you going to listen to the new breakout? Uh you gonna listen to the new breakout? Uh maybe. <laughs> Take it down. Take time. Take time. Man, we know you are a certified lover, boy. Hey, 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 look, look. All right, Mr. Romance. This is the one love, right? Love and ambition. Because when it comes to love, he go after what he wants. There you go. Put two and two together. So. The, the problem, the, the, the thing, the thing, I ain't mean to cut you off here, but the thing about it is, when it comes to Drake albums, Drake albums don't hit like they used to. So for me now, it's just like, I'll get the Drake album when I get the Drake's album. It ain't a top priority thing. Hey, you know who albums I'm really looking forward to? Who? Aaliyah. Aaliyah. She got one. I'm looking for Aaliyah's album. I, I downloaded it. People, I downloaded it already. I had downloaded that as soon as that jump dropped. And I think the next album come out on the 10th, which is, I think, next Friday, is Friday actually. So, yeah, that's what I'm going to be looking for. Y'all Drake fans with your catchy one-liners, with your little shitty dance moves here, that's cool. You let me know when the lid come out, and I'm good to go, because that's all the brother need right here. That's all I need. I don't need, I don't need no Drake for real. Oh, catchy one-liners. Him over here trying to act gangster when you know he ain't gangster. Don't nobody want to hear that. Don't nobody want to hear that. You know who do want to hear that? Brother Aaron did that to me. Take it away, my brother. Hey, look, whether it's Drake, whether it's Kanye, they both got different styles. Out of everybody's albums I always anticipate listening to, it's Drake and Kanye. I always want to hear what they got to put out. You know, it's a lot of other artists out there, too, but those are the main two where I'm not stopping. I'm not dropping everything. I'm just saying, when it comes out, it comes out, and 
I take my time to go hear what they have to say. And if it's good, it's good. If it's not, you know, it's not. All I know is the Drake album ain't ain't even uh ain't even hit the mark of his his pinnacle. You know, he the last time he put out a project was what 2019? Wait, it was dark, uh dark demo tape something. I stopped. I, I don't keep up Drake anymore. I couldn't need to. <laughs> Look, all you Drake fans out there, <laughs> all you Drake fans out there can let us know. Like, it was dark demo tapes, whatever he was doing, you know, ski masking it up. But you got Kanye, right? Last project he came out with, uh, this man went full church on us. Jesus is king, right? Had the choir in the background, make beautiful music. Mm. And then he put out Donda and it's like, a dramatic change. And then he put out the album, took it right back. I want Jay-Z, I don't want Jay-Z. I got this artist on here, I'ma scrap him. You got Chris Brown mad at him because apparently he got scrapped. You got Soldier Boy mad because apparently he got scrapped. The album has mixed reviews. Some people like it, some people don't. But as far as Drake, hey man. I, I ain't gonna lie. I, I took a listen and I, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty impressed. You know, a lot of ladies going to have that captions. You know, that happens every time Drake drops a project. So, baby, ah, <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to y'all. All the Drake fans gonna hate me. All the Kanye fans gonna hate me. But that's cool. It got to be one person on the show. We all can't be fan favorites. I think Aaron's a fan favorite. I'm a heel. I'll take that. Cool. <laughs> I'll take that role. However, my thing is this. Kanye hasn't put out a great album since graduation. I said it right here on this show. A lot of people are going to feel a certain way. They're going to be like, oh, that's, that's messed up. I said it. Drake hasn't put out a great album since Take Care. I said it. A lot of people, again, are going to hate me for saying it. But let's be real. They have not put out a great body of work in almost, what, a decade. Like, let's be real. All my, all my Drake fans, y'all can sit there and carry Drake time, make Drake seem like he's the greatest rapper. Y'all make it seem like Drake don't have flops. Drake has flops all the time, okay? Drake has a lot of flops. But, again, his fan base hype him up so much that they act like they, this man has no flops. This man has flops. Okay, Drake has not had a great album since Take Care. Take Take Care was a masterpiece from start to finish. A lot of Drake albums nowadays just like eh, eh. Okay, I like this stuff. Eh, this up, eh. Like like again, I didn't listen to that. It was a dark whatever that that little out that little album. Dark was. Lane demo tapes, I think. Okay. Yeah, I didn't listen to it. All right. Then you had his little playlist jump. He made a playlist because, he again, he didn't want people to think. Because if, if it didn't go good, he didn't want people like, oh, that's not an album. That's not that's not an album. That's not an album. Because for real, for real, that playlist was average. I don't mean to say it, but it was average. Scorpion was average. Views was average. Nothing was the same. It was probably about close to Take Care, but Take Care was better. Thank Me Now and Take Care is probably Drake's best work and so far gone. Those three albums is Drake's best work. 
everything else nowadays is subpar. Like I had this conversation with somebody before when like anytime anytime like Eminem put out a new album, anytime Jay-Z put out a new album, Jay-Z can put out an album and it's just be like, yo, this album is good. But it's like Jay-Z's been around for so long, it's like this don't even come close to Jay-Z's best work. You know what I'm saying? Like same thing with Nas. I'm a big Nas guy, right? I listen to King Disease Part One. I listen to King Disease Part Two. Both of them good albums, but that don't even come close to Nas's best work. They don't. They're just good albums. And I think at this point, that's where Drake is on. He's just he's just putting out good albums. They ain't masterpieces. They're gonna go. They're gonna go triple platinum and stuff like that because everybody in that mama is a Drake fan nowadays. You look at Kanye's body of work. Kanye's been out for how long? You talking about college dropout, late registration, 808 and heartbreaks, graduation. That was all. Kanye has body of work that stands the test of time. So when you look at stuff like Life of Pablo and all them albums, those are just, eh, they're just good albums. They, they nowhere near as great as what Kanye used to be. So there's Donda things. Like it's, it's like, eh, it's Kanye. It's like, you, it's like, I'm ex- I would expect more from Kanye, but at the same time, Kanye time has came and gone. So I get that he's trying to keep up. Kanye don't have to put out another album for if he wants to. Like Kanye is officially up there with like the Jay-Z's, the Beyonce's, the Rihanna's, people that do not have to put out albums anymore. Because they're they're already relevant enough that they already made it. Honestly, Drake doesn't have to put out another album. J. Cole doesn't have to put out another album. You know, and you know, for Kendrick, Kendrick's part ways with TDE, you know, so he's going to put out his final project with them. I mean, let's be real with Kendrick. Kendrick, my dog, but Good Kid, Mad City. Actually, no, I'm sorry. Section 80 was an independent classic. That's what really got people to Kendrick. Good Kid, Mad City was a classic from start to finish. Uh, the Pimp a Butterfly was a little bit more trying to be social issues. So I get I get where he was going with this one. Damn kind of threw people off because it, it, he was going for more of a mainstream kind of approach with Damn. So I'm interested to see what this project is going to sound like because he's kind of been MIA for the last five years. He's been MIA for the last, because I think Dan came out in 2017. He hasn't yeah. really done anything since Dan. So, you know, I mean, he's been gone for the last four years. So I'm interested to see what dude going to do. I ain't mean to hold him all the time. I'm, I, you know, got a lot on my chest right now. Nah, Go you ahead got and speak it. You got people. it. The last time uh, Kendrick did something was with, you know, his cousin, Baby Keem. Uh, he had a verse on him, his song. I don't know the name of it. I don't listen to Baby King, but shout out to Baby King. Uh, So I'm just, you know, interested in this uh, thought. I want to ask you this question. Kanye, Mm. Drake, do either of them have albums that are no skip? I know you talked about Good Kid Mad City. I know you said Good Kid Mad City was a classic start to finish, but did, did... did any one of them between Drake and Kanye have an album that was no skip to you? Not not recently, no. 
I mean, like you look at time period. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You again, Drake would take like uh, thank me now. So far gone. Take care. No skips. Kanye late. Like Kanye, when he was in his peak, Drake, when he came out with so far gone to take care. Those are no skip albums. Everything else nowadays with Kanye and Drake is like, like you like you like. Let I'm I'm a I'm a realist. I'm gonna be real. I'm not gonna want be one of the people that just hop on Drake nuts because it's Drake. I'm like, yo, this song is ass. Yo, this song is trash. This song is mediocre. I'm not gonna sit here and just get every Drake song because it's Drake. No, if the song is ass, the song is ass. I'm gonna be straight up real with you. And a lot of people might be like, but just just Drake. I don't give a damn who it is. If the song is trash, the song is trash. I don't give a damn it's Beyonce. I'm like, oh, this song is average. This song is trash. So with Kanye and Drake, I'm just that. I'm like, yo, this song sucks. This song trash. If Drake put a verse out and it's not good, I'm like, could have been better. If Kanye put out something, could have been better. I'm not going to be dude, like just narking on Drake. Just be like, I'm not a, a hater to be like, every song Drake put out now, like, I don't like it. I hate everything Drake put out now. No. I listen to it, but if it's trash, I'm gonna be straight up real with you and be like, yo, this is trash. So, but to answer your question, Kanye's earlier work, Drake earlier work, no skips. The new stuff, you gotta miss me with that. Straight up. I say for Drake, it will be take care for Kanye, it'll be my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. I think that album gets a lot of flack. From a lot of people. Like a lot of people like eh. When it comes to that. But I think between those two albums. Those are pretty much no skips. And I think Kendrick's last album. I remember when. uh, To Pimp a Butterfly came out. And I was like this is going to be a much talked about album. And people were like this sucks. And you had a lot of people who were like. Kendrick Crybabies. Because everything that Kendrick put out after Good Kid, Mad City, they just didn't like because it wasn't Good Kid, Mad City. And they was like, where's Good Kid, Mad City too? And it's like, artists evolve, you know? You can't say, oh, when are you going to put out another version of this? And they turn around saying, oh, they keep doing the same thing. It's like, what do you want? You know? <laughs> it's like what Jay-Z says. You want, you want the old me? Go listen to my old stuff. You know, but I think both of them got right. classic albums. So both definitely legend for sure. And see, I don't what I don't understand about people when it comes to music is when they be like, they want they want 2013 this artist, or they want 20. I'm like, like you said, artists evolve, artists change, people get older, subjects change. I wouldn't expect Jay-Z to still talk about what Jay-Z was talking about at night and uh, on reasonable doubt. I wouldn't expect him to still have that same concept. That ain't even Jay-Z anymore at all. You know what I'm saying? Like he don't even talk about it. And a lady broke that down. She broke Jay-Z down to a T. She was like, back then Jay-Z was wearing like flashy chains and all that. I said, they was like, you look at Jay-Z now, Jay-Z wears sweatsuits. Because he don't got nothing to prove. Jay-Z walk around comfortable, nappy head with a hat on. Like, dude, is comfortable. So you wouldn't expect Jay-Z to still be talking about street stuff. You wouldn't talk about, you still, you wouldn't expect Nas to talk about street stuff. You know, artists change. They evolve. So this, like, when, when that type of thing happens, that's when you got to understand and realize who's real fans and who's just bandwagon fans. 
Because if you get mad because an artist evolves, you're not a real fan. You're a bandwagon fan. Because if you've been at your, oh, we need that old, we need that 2012 drink flu. We need that 20. If you still worry about drinking 2012, when it's 2021, you're not a real fan. That means you're just hopping on the hottest thing that's out nowadays. You feel what I'm saying? I'm not expecting Drake to talk about what he was talking about seven years ago, eight years ago. I'm not expecting eight years ago of Drake. Same thing with J. Cole. I'm not expecting J. Cole to talk about stuff he was talking about eight years ago when he came out or stuff he was talking about on Friday Night Light mixtape. I wasn't, I'm not expecting him to talk about them type of things because that's not who he is anymore. You know, so artists change, artists evolve. And before I kick back to, to my man Aaron, since we're on the topic of albums coming out, uh, SZA, I think SZA is about time for you to drop another album because at this point, you kind of rode your coattail fame on your control album. There's a lot of artists who, who literally put out one album and just like, that's it. Everybody can't pull a Lauryn Hill out here. You don't want to be known for just that one hit album and that's good. No. So there's a couple of artists, SZA, you one of them. It's like, you know, we waiting for, we, we need more work. You know, we need more work. I'm just saying, SZA, uh, you, we need some more work over here. Like Ari Lennox, I think it's about time you put out another album too. I, I'm just saying. There's a couple of people on my list, but Brother Aaron, I ain't gonna hold up the time. No, it, she was in the studio, uh, Ari Lennox. She was in the studio with Babyface, so I can't wait to see what she's going to say. And as far as SZA, I think she was trying to pull a Lauryn Hill, but it doesn't work for every decade. But, you know, with all this music coming out, with the music we have now, it's an exciting time in music. So get your headphones and get ready to zone out. While the summer's ending, we got added to the playlist, you know? The summer's closing out. Why not go out with a bang with some of the hardest artists out today? So speaking I think, of, I think go ahead. I, my fault, my fault. And I, I, this is one thing I'm gonna end this by saying. In this day and age, because music come out so rapidly, I think you should be dropping an album at least every two to three years, at least, at least every two to three years. Because if you wait six, seven years to drop another album, I think at this point you're already relevant. People didn't already forgot about you. You just oh, what's what's her name or uh, what's his name? Oh, he's still he's still rapping. He's still singing. And this thing, you got at least put out album every two three years. I'm just saying. I'm that's that's just me. I ain't mean because you all. I think that's about a reasonable time in this day and age. Can't argue with that. You can't argue with that. So going from self-employed people to other self-employed people, let's talk about freelancing now. We got people who, you know, are in the gig economy and just calling the shots. They said, okay, mm -hmm. nine to five is not for me. I don't want to have to, you know, ask, can I go to the bathroom? You know, because we did that in school, you know. First, it was cool when you're five, you know, then you're 10, then you're 15, then you're 18. And now you're 19 years old and you're in college, you can kind of walk out. But for some reason, you know, once you get back into the workforce or you go from having your first job, because some people had a first job at 18, uh, you go to your first job and now it's like school all over again because you got to ask to go to the bathroom, which I, I just don't get. But 
all the things that come with the nine to five, some people were just fed up. They say, okay, I want to try freelancing. Now, I want to get your opinion on freelancing. You know, what 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 is something that appeals to you about freelancing and something that you see is going to be the wave of the future now that a lot of people are starting to work from home and want to call their own shots? I think the number one thing, you know, about like the, the gig economy and I know the gig economy gets a lot of mixed reviews. It gets a lot of grief sometimes, but the thing about the gig economy is I, I feel like it's going to be the next wave, the next generation. I think it needs to be taken very serious by these big corporations because you got people that go to work nine to five every day, right? If I'm scrolling through YouTube and you got people that's quitting six figure jobs to do freelance work, that says a lot about what's going on in, in this day and age here. You got people that's quitting freelance work you know a lot of people don't want to deal with having a boss over top of their shoulders a lot of people don't want to deal with that you know you ask for days off you like you can't spend time with your family because you always got to work you miss out on stuff because you always got to work you know you're trying to you trying to enjoy life a little bit you miss kids parties you can't have a day off you ask you you put the day can you imagine like you put a, something in two weeks ago your ball still ain't improved. And then when you say something to them, they come with the, we short staff. We couldn't improve it. Now you sitting there thinking like, like damn, I didn't miss, I didn't miss my kid party. I didn't miss, I understand as an adult, you can't go to everything. You can't go to everybody's party. You can't go to everybody's event. You can't, you can't attend everything as an adult. I get that. I understand that part. However, though, people are choosing flexibility and freedom over a corporate structure. That says a lot, you know? And you you got somebody like myself who been around that corporate structure for the last eight years, especially being in security. Security is a hard field to be in because it's like with security, it was one of them jobs where it's like, if you don't have backup, it's basically tough luck. You know what I'm saying? So like you're out in the cold, you be like, man, hey, look, like I got this day off, you know, cause Funny story. And, you know, and there's no bad blood between me and my old security company, but I'm just going to use this as an example. Back in 2019, my mom turned 50. 50 a party. We wanted to throw her a party. Right? Throw her a party. Hit my boss up. I gave this man two weeks in advance. The day of, this man, this, this, this man MIA, this man ghost. Nowhere to be found. Then when I hit him up the day of, the day, couple of days after, matter of fact, he hit me with the, oh, damn, I forgot. You should have you should have been blowing my phone up. Why do I have to come find you to ask for a day off? You know what I'm saying? So it's stuff like that. Like, people are missing important days. And then, like, again, people are trying to have weekends off, you know? People are trying to have weekends off because that's when most people are active. On the weekends, you know, so I feel like and before I came to my man Aaron, but I feel like the, the gig economy and freelancing, it needs to be taken serious because I feel like this is going to be the new generation. And a lot of people are quitting. I, I get I get a lot of people are laughing at jobs like DoorDash and Uber Eats and Grubhub 
but you got you got Uber Eats, DoorDash, Grubhub, Fiverr. Bro, you got people out here that's I mean, they making money. Like they making money, they making five hundred dollars a week. And sitting in a comfort at home, five dollars a week. They they making five hundred dollars a week just delivering McDonald's to somebody's house. I know it don't seem like a serious job, but if I'm getting if I'm getting making five hundred dollars a week delivering food to my house, and I can and I can and I can do what I could do whatever I want at this point. Like I can literally, I literally can be like, you know, I'm gonna work three hours a day to go and go back to sleep. <laughs> nobody ain't telling me no. Nobody ain't fine. Nobody ain't firing me. I could I can literally work three hours and then be like, you know what? I work three hours a day. It's a Friday. I'm work three hours and go home. And enjoy the time with my kids. Or enjoy the time with this, or enjoy the time doing that. I feel like you know, it's like you made your money for the week. You like screw it. I I didn't already made enough money, so I feel like the gig economy needs to be taken a little bit more serious than more than most most people take it though, rather than that corporate structure. But I'm gonna go ahead and kick it to my man Aaron. I know for me, uh, working like fintech and things like that. You, you start to notice that uh, a lot of people don't want to work at the office anymore. You know, remote work is starting to really take mm. off. And once we had that opportunity, like for me, you know, which I told you guys, if you've been listening to the past episodes, I told you like a million times. And this is the million and first time, uh, you know, me working at home for the last eight years, I, I think 2021 makes eight years. And I, I just kind of figured that eventually this will be the norm. Eventually this will be the standard because you have a lot of people, you know, who you hear about just going to work is a hassle. You know, some people live 40 minutes out from the job and some people, you know, the price of gas just skyrocketing and they got to fight with traffic and that's half the battle. And then you got to go into the place, you got to deal with work, and then you got to go home. And not just that, you know, you do it for how many hours and how many days and the cycle go back and forth. And what that causes people to do is they live for the weekends, right? And then when Sunday rolls around, it's like, ah, got to go back to work. But when it comes to the gig economy, people start to have that feeling taken away where it's like every day is a cool day. You know, every day is a good day. Every day I'm working where it's not a nine to five standard. It's a 24 seven standard, because if you don't if you out Sunday night and you like, I don't want to go to work Monday. Guess what? You ain't got to go to work. It's going to affect your pockets. But that's a decision you have to make. And that decision allows you to have total autonomy, total control over your life and like you said, that's going to be a big shift, you know, in the future. I think a lot of people like DoorDash, Grubhub, and Fiverr, and a lot of other jobs where people get to um, make their own money, it's going to really take off in the future. You know, it's going to be bigger than what it is now. You know, it's crazy now that I think about it. I get it that, like, depends on where you live at. Like you, let's take let's take Grubhub and stuff. Let's take one of these delivery jobs for example. 
I don't mind working 10 hours a day. You know, so if I got to be in my car for eight hours delivering food and again, you and again, like the fact that you don't have to be out there that long, you can set a goal. You know what I'm saying? You can set a goal. You be like, All right, if I make one hundred dollars a day, I'm good. You make one hundred dollars in four hours. You might can make one hundred dollars in six hours. And then you be like, I'm good for the rest of the day. By, by Friday come around, you didn't already made five hundred dollars for the week. You didn't made six hundred dollars for the week, you know. Then turn around next week. Like I said, turn, like you literally can make. I, I get it. I get it. Don't seem like to the average corporate person, they probably laugh at jobs like DoorDash. But the person that's doing DoorDash is probably looking like, at least I'm, at least I'm, at least I'm free to do what I want. I could take a sick day off. You know, what I man. Like working, working gig, independent contract, whatever, independent contract, whatever y'all want to say. It's like working on commission. You don't get out there and work. You don't get out there and grind. You don't eat. But at the same time, it gives you, it still gives you that sense of hustle, though. Like, just imagine you doing Fiverr, right? Somebody, they pay, you can pay $25. Let's say you get 30 orders and, and it's literally, hey, promote, you know, promote our YouTube, promote our, our, our podcast episode. You get 25 orders of people promoting a podcast episode. You get money in your pocket. You're doing all this from the strength of your house. And you can literally do the same method for each video. Put it on a blog, put it on Instagram, put it on Facebook, get these people numbers, go about your day, or however these people tactics are. You literally can run the same thing, same promotion for each video over and over again. All this from the comfort of your house. So let's say your let's say you your goal is a hundred dollars a week. Let's say your goal is $100 a day. You can do four orders. Let's say all the orders $25. Let's say they $20. You all you gotta do is do four or five orders. You made $100 for the day. You chill, you could chill out for the rest of the day. And everybody like, why you got so much time? I don't work there. I don't work. I don't be slaving at jobs no more. I be chilling. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'll be chilling. I made my money today. If you want to do extra, you want to go above and beyond and make $400 a day, more power to you. I ain't, you got the freedom to do whatever it is you want to do. So that's why I said with the gig economy, being independent, I feel like this is the new corporate structure. It's the new wave. You know, I, yes, it has some, some, some downside to it because it's like, you know, the benefits, you don't get benefits and stuff like that. I understand that part of it. You don't get benefits, you know, health insurance and all that. But it's just the freedom of it. You know, the freedom. Like, you can literally take three days off. Like Earn said, it's going to hurt your pockets because you took three days off. But it's a simple fact. You be like, you know what? I'm going to take three days off and I'm going to work late the rest of the week here. Boom. You make your schedule however you see fit. Now, me personally, I would, I would just work Monday through Friday. And had weekends off. Well, I might work Monday through Thursday and have Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. I mean, that would be something I would do personally. But I don't know, man, for the corporate structure, I'm going to say it right here on the show. I know, man, Aaron probably won't agree with me saying it. I know America, y'all probably won't agree with me saying it. But it's time to ching, take them shackles off. And in the world we live in today is, is the world nowadays is fueled by skill. Rather than rather than a traditional, I'm gonna go to college, get a degree, 
yo, the world is fueled by skill. You can be a rapper in your house. You can be a rapper. All you got to do is buy a computer, buy a mic, buy a little software. Boom. You can put out a whole mixtape, a whole album. You can put out 10 albums in two months if you want to. If that's how hard you work. You can have a whole, uh, this, uh, it was a dissertory, you can have all that. Discography. Everybody like, damn, you put out all that? Yeah, I, I said it wrong, y'all. Yeah, you know, <laughs> discography, yeah. You know, I said it wrong. Y'all get what I'm saying. Y'all get, y'all get what old folks are saying. But you can put out all that. Yeah, you can put out all that body of work just like that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you can run. A, we got a podcast. You can run these type of things. Literally from the comfort of your own home. You know, DoorDash, Uber Eats, Grubhub. You can make money by doing that. You can make money by painting. You can make money by writing a book. It's so many things that you can do nowadays that don't revolve you actually working for somebody. You know, and before I came to earn, I think the prime example, we all played The Sims, right? Everybody ain't played The Sims. Cool. You know, so if I, I forgot, we might got some younger people, might got some old people, but The Sims is basically a, a role-playing game of you basically living everyday life. You have, you have, you get a house, you get kids, you get a job. When you, when you, if you ever play The Sims, your Sims never just have a nine-to-five job and that's it. Never. Because, because I'm going to bring it to, I'm going to bring it to a rap for past earn. Nine to five, nine to five gonna get the bills paid. Nine to five ain't gonna make you rich. It's all that other work that you're gonna do that's gonna make you rich. Nine to five, you just go there, get the bills paid, get the mortgage paid, and you good to go. But it ain't gonna make you rich. I'm just saying, they may they may make it seem like that, but you ain't getting rich working nine to five. There's, there's, I'm definitely, saying, no. there's definitely a trade-off, you know, when it comes to being an independent contractor. Like, like you spoke about, you don't get the benefits. You don't get a lot of these things. And those are things you have to foot the bill, a lot of expenses. But those really come in handy when it's time to do your taxes for a 1099. And uh, for people who been, you know, doing freelance work, they know a lot about that. You know, they know a lot about the benefits and those benefits kind of outweigh the cons in a way because people who work, you know, uh, W-4s, they can't really, you know, to the extent of people who are independent contractors save as much of taxes. But I, I will also say that it's not something everybody can do. And that's why a lot of people tend to stick with the nine to fives because uh, it relies on you. You know, like we said earlier, it relies on your ability to wake up in the morning and say, hey, I got to work. A lot of people don't want to work. You see a lot of people, uh, I would say a lot of people whining on social media, especially Twitter. They're just whining. I don't want to work. I'm tired. Do, 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 do. Well, if you don't want to work, how are you going to eat? You expect somebody to take care of you for the rest of your life? Okay, baby. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I would was, I was, I was say it like this. If you can do the gig economy, make sure you make it happen. Make sure you strategize and make sure you know how to negotiate. Learn business. That's the number one rule to being in the gig economy to freelancing. 
learn how to run business. If you don't know how to uh, develop a business mindset, you're not going to make any money. You're going to be shortchanged. You're going to be uh, sitting there, you know, six months from now, not getting a new contract because you don't know how to negotiate. But it's definitely come a long way. I think a lot of people are going to move into it. Um, I think a, little, a lot of jobs, I know that people who are working side jobs and they're, you know, working the FinTech. FinTech pays well, but, you know, they still have a side job. So I think that's a testament to people just wanting to do their own thing. And I think if people really believe in themselves, they're going to branch out. They're going to do their own thing. And the door is always open when it comes to freelancing. So whatever skill you have, if you believe you can monetize it, make it happen. Make it happen. Facts. Facts. 100%. Like, I ain't going to lie, man. It's like the gig economy is definitely like, oh, it's dead. You know, man, it's like, I need, like one thing people, it scares a lot of people, independent. Independent means you got to do everything by yourself. There is no corporate structure behind you. There is no a paid time all there is no w-2s there is none of that it's literally all solely based on you and the type of person that i am the type of drive that i got the type of hustle that i got i can personally do it you know what i'm saying like i don't need because like i'm because i'm so self-motivated that i can legit get up and be like i can set a goal for myself reach that goal pull out for the rest of the day that's just me you know what I mean? Some people, everybody don't have that mindset. And I, and that's understandable. Everybody don't have that mindset. Everybody don't have that drive. Everybody don't have that ambition. But when you come from, a, when you come from a structure that I came from, working a lot of long hours and getting what in return? No peace, no days off. Now, I don't want to say days, but no peace, no real work-life balance, you know what I mean? But what, what you come from is a lot of burnt energy, a lot of burnt all time, a lot of time wasted because, you know, I've been, been in situations where I work from sundown to sundown. And you think I'm getting rewarded for it? No, the most I get is a pat on my back saying, thanks for helping out. That's all I got. People call out, here I go, trying to be Superman. Thinking what? Oh man, if I come in, man, let me let me y'all gonna y'all gonna get me if I if I come in, right? Nope. All they're gonna hit you is what? Thanks for coming in. Pat on the back. You gotta go about your day. So at the end of the day, man, like I tell everybody, like take the take the gig economy serious. Because when when these big corporate structures, these Fortune 500 companies, when they start to really realize that people are moving on from that corporate structure and just like, yo, we're going to work. Like, it is, it's not, we're not saying that people are not going to work anymore. We're not saying that. We're saying that people are going to work solely on the strength of them working by themselves. You know what I mean? Like, that's what, this is what they're going to do. Like, they might mess around and start like, hey, I'm going to be a painter now. Sitting in the house painting, selling them jokes online somewhere. They're like, oh, I sell paintings. And and if if Erno got any last words, this is how I'm gonna end this this message. So about this, if you're getting taxed 
for any independent work that you do, it is considered a job if you're getting taxed for it. Meaning if you drive for door for DoorDash, Grubhub, Uber Eats, and you gotta fill out a tax form, that's that's a job. You know, when I wrote a book, I had to write a tax, I had to fill out a tax form. Because guess what? You still got in. It don't matter if you work for a corporate or you work by yourself. Uncle Sam's still going to get their cut. Even though you're independent, you get more it, You get more income because it's, you're not paying for no company. However, though, Uncle Sam's still going to get their cut. That's just the way the world works. You know what I mean? Because I didn't already got paid off royalties for some of my books. You think they're going to let me collect that and not tax me? Oh, I'm going to get taxed for that. When you when you trade stocks and you sell, you get taxed for that. You ain't gonna just make a whole bunch of money and think they ain't gonna come out. That ain't how the world works. So even though you independent, if you drive DoorDash and you made fifteen thousand, you still gonna get taxed the majority of. You probably ain't gonna have to pay a lot like you would have to pay at a, a corporate W two job, but you still gotta pay. You still got to pay at the end of the day. So that's why I say if you got to fill out a tax form, you still at the end of the day, it's considered a job. I don't care what nobody say, all my gig workers, don't don't let nobody sit there and be like, oh, you drive a DoorDash. That ain't no real job. But guess what? They had their job miserable as hell dealing with employees that they don't give a damn about. They they with employees that get on their nerves that they, they got washed the shoulders because they always trying they trying to get them fired and whatnot. Hey, you in your car just enjoying your music, delivering somebody Chipotle, having fun. You feel what you did? What I'm saying? I'll, 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 I'll end with this, <laughs> and I'll say that there are uh, startups that are coming up now who understand the gig economy, and what they implemented mm-hmm. is the ability to work 20 hours, not the standard 40. It's, it's a part-time job, but you get full-time pay, and it accommodates the independent contractor life. You work 20 hours for them, but you make a lot of money. But that's more, you know, that's more directed to people who have skill, like we talked about. You know, if you're in the tech and you know mm-hmm. how to code, you know, you're in the engineering and uh, you're good at products, that's for you. So at the end of the day, if you're in the gig economy and you want to do the hybrid thing, it all comes down to skill. And I'm going to leave it at that. Skills pay the bills. Hey, skills make you rich. Skills skills is going to make you rich, yo. I ain't going to lie. Don't let nobody fool y'all saying skills ain't going to make you rich. Skills going to make you like nine to five going to pay the bills. But them skills, them you being a painter and you being – all these like you making shirts and all that like stuff like that, you know, you you gonna get rich. And shout out to my little cousin because she be making t-shirts and stuff like that. She might mess around over her own store one day. It, it can happen. Just hit cuz, just hit old cuz up, and you know what I mean. I got you, hundred percent though. Hey, look, unless you got any final words. I ain't I ain't got much to say. I I feel like I done, I done ran out my yak, <laughs> my cone <laughs> yak. <laughs> hey, look, all we no, gonna I tell you guys is 
the world is yours and you know gig economy sir funkiness you heard it from him funkadelic jones it's your boy aaron fornicetti yo truly mr funkadelic jones and the two certified lover boys are out of here peace